On this episode of the AIE Podcast... Starfleet expands. Meetups abound. Wrap-ups return. Nerdtacular news. And we let you in on The Secret. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the AIE Podcast episode 152, The Die Has Been Podcast, broadcasting from the AIE Podcast main stage in beautiful Northern California. This is Gomez. Hey, hey, party people. Joining me from the Battle Pets Podcast Studio, only a quarter of the state away is Alutra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And coming at us from an old shack in central Alabama is Accuzod. Greetings, this is Accuzod. So, Aludra, what's been going on with you for the past week or so? Actually, two weeks. We, <laughs> we You were kind of laid up last week when Zod called you. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting phone conversation. I kind of remember it. it I, I, we'll I heard half of it. I, I could hear everything that you were saying. So, it, yeah. you were pretty not there. I it was say. a bad week for me, let's just say. <laughs> and some of my medications had to be changed for my back. It was... Very bad, but I'm all better now, and my secret mission was very successful into the Yay. world of let's get Pet Battle XP turned back on because it's back on Woo! and I've been leveling. I know. Yes, we sent Alundra my... undercover into Blizzard so they'd mm-hmm. fix that. Mm-hmm. And my first Pet Battle of the week with the XP turned on, they gave me a Pet Battle Stone. Nice. Just, it was I know. to make Sweet. up for, you know, not, you know, giving it to you for however long. Ever? <laughs> oh, you haven't gotten one? Not in a while. I've only gotten one in a wild fight, and that was when they were just brand new. And oh, so wow. I got one. I get, yeah, I typically get them from bags. And, and considering people... how much you do it, that's kind of scary. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the, I've only heard one person go, yeah, I've got a surplus, but she's like number two on the server, so I oh, think that uh, would be a grain of salt. You know? Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. <laughs> So, Akizad, how about you? What have you been up to since I've been missing? Since you've been missing? Um, wow, it has been a crazy week. Uh, let me start out with in-game. My druid is at uh, eye level 482, I think, 481. Oh, nice. He's ready. He's ready to raid. Ooh. I've got great to go with the Warstorm team. My monk, I need to get his healing gear up. His tank gear is around 470 mid someplace. He's good enough to get in some raids. I need to get the healing gear up so I can uh, possibly uh, stand in with uh, Alakaz's team every now and then when they need healer. Uh, outside the game, I actually got to spend the weekend uh, this weekend with Hunts the Wind and Mrs. Hunts. Oh, that's right. Who, yeah. They introduced us to the amazing world of board games. Would you guys believe people actually get together in real <laughs> life and they play games without having a computer? That's it was preposterous. Amazing. You I are a liar, it, sir. I've had <laughs> Hunts over here. He brought games here, even though he was on a cross-country trip. He had board games with him. Yes, the so man I has... He has literally hundreds of games. I'm not being, I'm not overstating it. I couldn't take pictures. I could not take, I could not get back far enough in the room to take a picture of his game collection. It's insane. <laughs> wow. I hit my Twitter post. I actually posted the picture of what I could get. Um, but we, we turns out my, my wife and I went, we, uh, we love playing board games. It's actually kind of fun to sit down and just kind of jump back and forth in games. So I want to try to do actually uh, before next week, I want to get a meetup.com post up and I want to get a group together, an AIE meetup going in uh, central Georgia. 
Oh, um, so okay. we can see if we can get all the Southern people down, and we'll teach them the wonders of board games. Uh, other than that, work has been absolutely Beyond crazy. Monopoly, right? Oh, Beyond absolutely. Monopoly. Beyond, we're talking uh, Dominion, King of Tokyo, uh, the train one, rebuild trains. I forgot the name Ticket of that one. Ride. Ticket, Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ticket to Ride. Had a great, great time with that one. Otherwise, whew, just real, real crazy, crazy week. Gomez, how's your week been? Uh, working way, way too much, which has not been ideal, but I'm really looking forward to my week off. I cannot wait until yeah! I get a whole week Yay! off. So, uh, but I did start spreadsheets in space. I uh, made the mistake. So the person uh, I actually, Vale Geek, who was on the show talking about Eve, I think uh, two times ago, uh, he was the one that I got the buddy pass from because I was like, oh, you're someone who hangs out in high sec and does all of the industrialist stuff. And he was gone the weekend that I started. So, of course, all <laughs> everyone else is like, dude, come on over to low sec. It's nice and fun. And now I'm, oh, yeah, in, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm in low sec now. Uh, How many times did you die? I've only died three times. And, oh, nice. uh, and, oh, and one of them was not my fault. So the only fleet that I went on, the fleet commander did not see there was a whole bunch of bombs surrounding a warp gate. And so he's like, get close to the, oh, sorry. And like half the fleet had already died. So that was not <laughs> my fault. I could not have possibly known what the heck I was doing, but it's it's been really fun. Those people are hardcore. Like those people yeah. are really, really hardcore to the point I'm like, wow. I every time I log in for 10 minutes, I see this person on. And I'm pretty sure they're not logging out. So I think some yeah. people just idle in the game, even if they're not playing it, just so they can be ready at a moment's notice to uh to to do all that stuff. Fight them spies. Well, and, and also it's like I'm amazed at the amount of stuff that they have surrounding Eve. Like once you get your API key, then you have Jabber you set up and Mumble. Programs. Yeah, and then you download these two programs to optimize your, your spec and stuff and feed it in. So it'll yeah, tell you. so th there is so yeah, much stuff just for communication alone. And, and they were saying, oh, you should also put the Jabber client on your server or on your phone. And I was like, no. Because if it's three in the morning and there's an attack, I'm sorry, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I, that is not what I'm going to be doing. Like, I'm on sleep medication. You probably don't want me in the fleet anyway. I, so, I, it's it, but it's been very fun, a very different experience than the rest of the AIE games, but also a quality. Like, people have been very generous with their time and money. So, I, I have to thank awesome. everyone that's helped me out. So, we have, uh, this week we're joined by special guests Radozato and Grimbane, who are here to talk to us about AIE in the secret world. So, welcome. How has your real life been treating you guys since you were last on the show? Which was a while ago. It's like four, four months ago. months. <laughs> they were actually on the show earlier, but it was a secret. We couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah. That was the well, unrecorded episode. <laughs> That's true. But you were talking about Star Trek? Or was, Something like that. Okay, yeah, I don't even remember. You're in a ton of the games, so it, it, it's hard to remember. But uh, as for me, um, going back to something Accuzad said, um, a side project I do is I write for a board game blog. So, yeah, there's tons of games. There's so many. You think, oh, yeah, nobody goes beyond Monopoly and what you'd fight at Target. Wrong. <laughs> but Thousands. otherwise, it's like, a ton of stuff I've been doing, both in other AIE games and a lot in Secret World. Other things we'll all be going over. You know, we'll all be going over this as when as the show gets to that segment. So I don't want to spoil any of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What have I been doing? I have delved back into the Elder Scrolls games just a little bit too much. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. an MMO coming out for him. Yes. Yeah. I Clearly, that's what he needs. A, a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, 
I got a raptor alert, actually. And Grayson everyone's going to be uh, in the Skyrim faction. That's what they're going to do. And everyone's going to say, I'm Dovahkiin. No, I'm Dovahkiin. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, um, I did pass a Ludra. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, <laughs> it's oh. a feat. It's actually a feat, guys, because um, I have my Xbox connected to it, and I have teenagers who play Skyrim. And so, oh. and also my Steam account, so it's actually four games Teenagers, feeding into my cheating. Raptor thing. <laughs> uh, what you're saying is Grim needs a life. No. Yes. <laughs> um, I hadn't played Oblivion on Steam in a long time. Well, actually, I hadn't played it at all through Steam. So I had maybe two hours worth of game play. And last I looked, I had 35 hours on Steam this week. Wow. It's like, oh, it's God. It's Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The week's it not is. over yet. You put in a work week. You will have put in a work week if you continue at that rate. <laughs> okay, Grim, I have to ask, for the people who are in the chat room or watching the video recording, there's a sword right behind you. What is yes. that about? That is a replica mason sword. Oh, let's see if I can get a closer look for you. Uh. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful longsword to a nice uh, Masonic symbol in the handle. Uh, who'd you, you have to kill to get that? I had to kill about 40 bucks on eBay. Ooh. <laughs> 40 bucks on eBay? That's actually a really good deal. Yeah, it is, actually. I buy replica swords for my husband. It's a good also, sword. That's an awesome wife right there, I must say. <laughs> Just that so that everyone's over. aware, that does, me that does mean that Grimbane has revealed his true loyalties to the Illuminati. That yeah, that's done, done. It's you know Freemasons, and, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You're just but saying a lot. We we've been doing their podcasting thing a lot lately. Me, Cindric, and Half Light, and that's pretty much. Left school. That's about it. <laughs> okay, uh, so we will be digging into the secret world shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. All right. The raid wrap-up has been on a little bit of a hiatus, but it's back. Six is once again reporting on the accomplishments of our AI, AIE raid teams, and he's looking for your submissions. Now, remember, this covers all raid teams and all the games that AIE is a part of, and he might not play all those games himself. So whenever you send your submissions in, kind of give him a little background on what you've accomplished and why it's a really pretty big deal. If you want to brag about your raid team, you can reply to his post in the community section of our forums or email him directly at aieraidwrapup at gmail.com. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, just hang on to the end of the podcast to hear this week's episode. Uh, th there isn't one this week. Oh, what? That, that's, what? That, well, that, that's what he's submitting. That's what he's asking for submissions for. Oh, he didn't go. He didn't. Never mind. He's waiting <laughs> on you. Come on, people. If you He's want a prime example of his work, you can just go to some older episodes because he has taken on the raid wrap up before, you know, before his hiatus. Or true. if you listen to the instance, he does the epic diapers segment. So, you know. Yeah, but that's not a raid wrap up example. Uh, it's an example of the quality of the, the work he does. I mean, well, he actually. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. You can't go to the instance and hear the raid wrap up. <laughs> Yeah, that's and an exclusive. On this show, exclusive, totally. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, this seems to come up now and again, so it bears repeating. For those of you that are looking to join AIT, AIE, and why wouldn't you? I'm sorry, my phone is ringing and totally distracting me. <laughs> I'd like to join AIT. Where's that at? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
so, so I got a question, Lydra. How can I join AIE? Well, it's really simple. All you need to do is go to umami.aieuniversal.net and submit an application. Please, <laughs> all your games are open every day for application submission. There is no restriction. If you want to join SWOTOR on the 15th, they're there for you. If you want to join um, World of Warcraft on the 22nd, we're here for you too. So just please remember that every single application is looked at by a human being. And sometimes those humans are actually playing the games. Yes, and if you get a character in and you haven't submitted uh, applications for all of your alts, and then you say, oh, could I get all my alts in? Unfortunately, the answer is no. no. We, we don't care how many alts you have. You can have 17 alts in World of Warcraft and over six accounts if you would like. But yeah. every single one of them has to have an application in. They're all under your account, and we just like to know who is who. So yeah, it's not just no, keep that in no mind. Alt. Exactly. It's you can have as many as you would like. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Umami across several games. So Yes. So it, it, everyone, it's really easy. It takes 35 seconds to a minute to submit an app. And you, within, I would say, 24 to 48 hours, they it'll get approved. And then it, you just have to usually hop into the officer channel and you can get an invite. It's a really simple process. And it's made things much easier for us. Okay, so uh, Star Trek Online Starbase is progressing along nicely, having reached Tier 3. Tons of folks are chipping in resources to get this developed, and Captain Hunter is starting to spread the mission types a bit to make sure we can continue along the development path. We will gain XP as well as provision resources. And a reminder, you can buy some of the best equipment, boosts, and consumables from the base you're helping build. So check the shops in the Starbase that you're building, because if you're a low-level character, you might be able to get some stuff for really, really cheap there, and it's you know relatively powerful for your for your level. Um, one quick question on that is the gear's actually upper level, but oh. there is lower level gear in the fleet bank. Oh, okay. So for your low level people, you want to check there for that stuff. But for the max level people, there is like some of the best tier, you know, best raw stat gear through the fleet. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, also speaking of Star Trek Online, they just released a new fleet asset today called the Dilithium Mine Outpost. It's basically a big floating asteroid that AIE Starfleet members can explore and progress through on a variety of missions that will earn them the, the opportunity to get a additional Dilithium ore every day in a variety of different ways. You get access to new vendors, you can receive discounts on fleet holdings, and much, much more. Um, as Radozato says in the forums, and we'll probably say in real life, it is time <laughs> to get mining. <laughs> All right, well, we gotta put all those this... KDF members prisoners somewhere. Oh, right, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so with all this space space talk, you know you want to start playing Eve. You do. <laughs> we talk about how great the game is every week here on the podcast, and you hear have heard how fun and crazy it can get with the massive space battles and all sorts of adventures and subplots. I'm noticing a. Um, Nobody mentioned the explosions in this. Setup. I wasn't just... going to bring up the explosions. <laughs> I, I died so quickly, I didn't even explode. It was. I came up to the gate and was like, Pwap! and I was like, ah, like where's my guy? Thomas, I think that claim is lies and slander. I think you know, and I know you exploded. I, I, I'm sure I did, but I didn't see it. Maybe the people with me are like, snicker, snicker. What's with the noob? <laughs> Well, Captain Hunter is putting out the call for you potential space pilots to join the cause. And he's helping by offering free 21-day trials for EVE. 
just hit up the thread why you should join AIE in Eve in the community discussion section of the forums. Go to the forums, go to the forums, and buckle up some for some serious space madness, which I guess that's the nod to the explosions. Yeah. Yeah, space madness. <laughs> Close enough. You, you're out there long enough, you get space madness. I mean, look at me. It's a disease. It's yeah. Cl it's clear. Just look at Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> exactly. Space madness. Okay, so for all of you AI ears in Central or Northern California, or like a couple miles from me, which is where this place is, uh, there's going to be another AIE community meetup next month on Sunday, July 21st at 1 p.m. in Harry's Hofbrau in San Jose. So if you live in San Jose or in the San Francisco Bay Area or anywhere else around, hit the AIEmeetup.com page or RSVP for the gathering. And don't forget, if you want to see which AIE members live near you, you can take a look and or pin your own spot on the AIE map. Look for the put your mark on the map post in the community section of the forums to see where we all live. And don't forget to sign up for the AIEmeetup.com page so that you can get notified about meetups in your area or even start some. <gasps> yeah, starting meetups, totally easy, guys. You just put something out there and everybody goes, yay, and they sign up and then you go and they show up or they don't. Also, if you go to that thread, you can find out where on Utah's forehead I can be found. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, Nerdtacular is coming very soon. Check the link in the show notes as there are just way too many threads out there to list and for us to tell you about all of them at once. Um, people are organizing events both before and after, from hikes in the valley to pool tournaments. Awesome. There are also ride and room shares, so if you find yourself in a bad situation, it's still not too late. We're coming right up to the event, so hopefully you've already got your travel arrangements there, but make sure to check out the whole section of the forums entitled Nertacular. Two weeks, right? Two weeks away? Two weeks. Yes. Right. Two weeks from Two when we're weeks. broadcasting. Two but my weeks. favorite event, my favorite pre-event thing that's going to be on there is definitely going to be the smoke room. Oh, that's right. There's a cigar lounge. Up, yep. in the, uh, up in the up in the valley, so that will, will they have. I pass. <clears throat> electric cigars, because that I'd be interested in. I uh, no, it's gonna be full. Be on, well, you can bring your electric cigars, but as far as the thread, as last I saw on the thread, it's all like you know actual cigars. Get your cut on there. Uh, bring out your matches. Huff huh. that up. And enjoy. <laughs> Cancer all around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. They haven't been waiting quietly because we didn't want them to. But we want to get back to uh, Rattosado and Grimbane. Let's lay it on us. The stuff's been going on in the secret world. It's been four months. So I'm sure stuff has happened in the past four months. So what's been going on? Sorry, uh, secret. Yeah. Oh, and that's really. our show tonight. Hey, that's our yeah. show. We want to thank. <laughs> Best show ever. Lead the way, Ronnie. It's all yours. Um, uh, anyhow. Uh, issue seven is the upcoming content that's coming out. Pretty much the uh, set the seventh update in the game. They they call them issues, um, and pretty much it's going to be keeping in theme with what they've done with uh, issue six. Um, pretty much starting with act, act, some back history with issue five. They've been going with a whole all the quests and all the update content is all part of one story because previous updates it's been like here's a filler quest here, here's a filler quest here which was nice but it was just so sporadic whereas ever since issue 5 they've been doing here's a whole brand new story and you follow it all the way through so issue 5 was kind of a I'd say a little X-Files-ish because it was you're following the 
the documentation and blogging of Oh yeah. Okay, I remember that one. Over there. I mean <clears throat> you're following the documentation of uh Tyler Freeborn. As it's very exiles feeling and it's all in Solomon Island. The second issue happened in Egypt, and this was called The Last Train to Cairo. And it had a bit of a Indiana Jones kind of feel, complete with on the final stage when you're on the train there's this ongoing theme that's like it's so close to the indiana jones theme but not quite <laughs> but no, wait, enough wait, to I, not I, I get wanna... sued <laughs> yep. i'd like to cut in and point out grimbane is is indirectly challenging me to a pet battle right here <laughs> on this live show <laughs> that ferret does so much mischief you won't believe <laughs> so um uh, update, update 7 is going to have a James Bond kind of feel, and it's going to be set out in Transylvania. And Very cool. Yeah, it's going to start out in the besieged farmlands where the the beginning of this doesn't quite feel like, oh, we're doing spies. At the first, it's like the, hey, something's going on. And when you start delving into what's going on, you start finding out the, a little more of what's actually happening because it starts with, Something's upsetting the werewolves, and you know something way bad's got to be happening. If that's well, it. yeah, if something's upsetting the werewolves, I think I'd want that to stop ASAP, like mm-hmm. quickly. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, and no. then you see, and then you see the Orochi Corps, and of course, anytime you see Orochi Corps, it's like oh, Orochi Corps. Is there anything you can't screw up? <laughs> They are the red shirts, and they're not even wearing red shirts. And some of them weren't even in Star Trek, so they're like two versions of red shirts. Like, there were some famous <laughs> voice actors. I believe Tuvok was was yep. one of the, uh, yeah. the people on the first island. So, yeah, it's, yep. it, they're literally red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, technically in Star Trek, he was a yellow shirt because he was the commander oh, and head of oh, the yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's out Nerd of, alert. He's pulling out of Star Trek knowledge on you. Yeah, I'm not a Star but, Trek guy. Um, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, there's going to be a lot of other cool things in there. There's going to be a lot of neat set piece things that will happen in this, similar to the previous update, uh, Last Train to Cairo. So in this upcoming one, uh, there's going to be like a snowmobile chase. So if any of you have watched like um, that, that TV show Archer on FX... Totally hoping something cool and crazy like that. I was going to say, exactly. I, uh, I hope we're not going to have that on the show, though, because then I would have to no, do a no, lot no. of editing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying something as cool at oh, least, yeah, okay. as much as what Archer, as, as, as cool as Archer does, where he's <laughs> defeating everyone single-handedly without a weapon, though, come on. And I have to interject we there. If you, if you haven't seen Archer, you need to get Netflix right now. If you're over 18. That. If, if you're, you're over 18. Yes. <laughs> It's odd leading youth astray. Thank goodness for Gomez. <laughs> Booyakasha. <laughs> so um, there'll also be like base jumping off of a, a, a major signature bridge. That actually has another neat achievement tied to it where if you can get from one end of the bridge to the other within a certain time limit, that's, there's an achievement in the game for, you know, crossing the whole span there. But evidently yeah, we're going to be secret- base jumping off of that as there's an explosion up top. And Secret World, you don't take fall damage. Nope. Nope. But so we do we take will... explosion damage. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, watch out. Also... <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, watch out, Gomez. Explosion damage. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I still don't know what killed me. I, <laughs> I but... knew it was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also going to be um, 
even a secret underground base that we're going to go find. And for those who've been this far in the game, there and at least we can assume this based off of the poster that they usually have for um, for each update, because they kind of make like a like a movie poster um, image for each of these updates. There will also be a teddy bear. <gasps> An evil I teddy, teddy bear. bear? Yeah, I don't think you'll like this one. I don't know if it's evil. That's the weird thing. (laughs) Well, if it's in the sequel world, it's probably not good. Because just about everything in that game is trying to kill you. So that's... (laughs) The thing about it is it's this Orochi guy talks to it, but you don't know if he's like crazy and he thinks it's talking back to him or... Or if it is actually talking back to him and you just can't hear it. Yeah. Because it is the secret world. Yep. Talking to you is a secret. So League of Legends players know to stay away from the teddy bear. <laughs> yes, they do what I'm talking about. Yeah, definitely. What's Whoa. her name? Annie. Annie. Yep. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with this update, as with many previous updates, there's going to be yet another auxiliary weapon. This, this, just like all the other auxiliary weapons, these fill an additional role for your deck. Uh, these can either enhance something you're already doing, add new options, or just have. E- neat and interesting gameplay. Um, the flamethrower is supposed to focus a lot on area of effect damage as well as a damage over time effect that is tied to all the things it does. You said flamethrower. Awesome. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. and that would make sense. It is a cone and it sets things on fire. So the, both of those damage things that you mentioned make sense. <laughs> Note two things are not on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm just not looking forward to that day when there's 30 people around me using their flamethrower at the same time and they set my video card on fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that's that, that's a good point. So then maybe, right. maybe they'll have yeah. to like it, scale down the graphics and the rest there. It's like, oh, three people have a flamethrower. We need to make sure that the, the engine can survive this. <laughs> but um, as far as what Joel's told us so far about it is... Um, who and this who is, is Joel? Uh, Joel Bylos, he's the game director of oh, okay. Everything Funcom. Um, oh, originally, wow. he was just he was just the Secret World, but with a lot of the reorganization going on with Funcom, he's now the game director of all three games that Funcom is doing. So, um, Anarchy Online, Age of Conan, and The Secret World. Yeah, and he is doing an amazing juggling act of just whipping all three games into shape and pushing things along. He likes to tease people a lot too. Like, he recently told us about the uh, progress on updating the graphics engine for Anarchy Online to give it a much better look than it, you know. Well, it's a 15. decade old, is it not? <laughs> I mean, it, oh, or yeah. it's close to that. It might not be and a I decade, but it's it's pretty close to that. The power of it is so great. My webcam's actually working. Just <laughs> 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 for those in the. Uh, not watching the live show. I've typically been a slideshow for the past. Oh, I don't know. Twenty-five shows. No, yeah, it's been it's, it's been a while. That long? It's been, it's been it's been months. Maybe well, since I gotta the stop last drinking time during the show. World. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe since the last time Secret World was on. But um, me and my computer had words, and I think I won. So, so far, you you so don't far. jinx the podcast, man. Don't jinx the podcast. It's just the camera, and it knows where it's going to go. It's going to go right out that window, right there. Oh. She got really white for me for a second there. Oh, no. <laughs> Jinxed it. <laughs> so, 
<clears throat> Anyhow, um, Joel Bylos has revealed some information about what the flamethrower is going to do. And all previous auxiliary weapons will have four new active abilities and then three passive abilities that tweak and enhance what the weapon does on its own. So what he's told us so far is that there's going to be a, um, a cone area of effect that it'll do. There'll also be like a flame wall effect and I'm... I'm guessing it's probably now. I haven't seen this in Guild Wars Two, but I'm guessing it might look something like Guild Wars Two, like their flame wall thing. Unless I'm totally talking about something that got pulled. I don't know. Um, so there'll be like a, a wall of flames that you know you can just set it, and anything that's going to come charging through gets caught on fire with it. So it it persists for a bit more to catch a little more, a couple more things. Um, there's also going to be another effect that it's going to do like an initial thing that just applies to everything. So like it's going to be like a, a napalm, he says, or, or a pool of gasoline or something. But then later on, you use the effect again, and you ignite anyone and everything that was in that stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's like napalm. Yeah. Basically. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then the final one uh, is supposed to be just a focus. You know, you're just pouring all your damage into one person with like a long cooldown. But it's just... Instead of just going, I'm going to hit everyone, it's, I'm going to hit this one thing really hard with everything I've got, and then it's going to take a while before it comes back again. <clears throat> but um, one of the neat things that has come out about the flamethrower is that the side effect with all that it does is it leaves a damage over time effect. But what this one does is um, it adds, it, 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 the damage over time increases by 10% for every tick. Oh wow! So it, it like the damage starts amplifying as you're using it. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so don't get set on fire, kids. That's that's what the moral of the story <laughs> is. <Fire man. laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's for the World of Warcraft people. This who play warlocks. This is this just adds to that feel. Oh okay. Well, let's move on to our next little thing about the uh, streaming audio. So. There's a lot of, yeah, in-game we will be able to actually stream audio, like from uh, our favorite websites. Um, an example would be like Radio Free Gaia is uh, a fan-run music website that does a streaming thing, like a radio station. Okay. And apparently we're going to actually be able to stream that through the game instead of having to use an internet browser. So you're saying I can actually like, play Pandora while I'm in the game? I don't know about Pandora. I just, uh, I, I, all of the examples they gave were like Radio Free Gaia, the Secret World, which is a Secret World community radio station. Oh, in other um, words, it's probably stuff, th stuff that they have the licenses to or already own. Because <laughs> yep. Pandora yep. would probably require some sort of license fee. So it's Most it's probably likely. freely available uh, internet radio or things that they, as because I'm assuming the Secret World Community Radio Station is probably run on their servers. So thus they can, you know, afford, afford well, to. Well, uh, Radio Free Gaia isn't actually run or owned by Funcom or the Secret World section of Funcom. It's just the, the community of fans and people who like the Secret World have made a online radio station oh, that, okay. that lines up with it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so, we uh, we used to have dance parties with them all the time. We go to one of the bars in the actual game, about 15 of us, and we'd all just get out on the dance floor and 
do it Gangnam style or <laughs> the Macarena or the, the Samba. <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> Go ahead, Arani. Yep. It's, yeah, well, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation, but there hasn't been a lot of concrete stuff about it. So it's like, you know, just like Grimbane said, it's we we were a lot of people are pretty much assuming that whatever it is that Radio Free Gaia does for its streaming, because you just go to a site and, and hit play for live and it starts playing whatever show that the DJ's currently running. Um, we had some people who were doing like a side thing with it with an AIE that, where we did a similar thing with that with the, with those dance parties, but the Radio Free Gaia community is they've been, they've kind of been doing this long before and are still ongoing, and they're quite a popular group for this where they'll they'll meet at different places and hold these diff- these events while they're playing live music. The DJ will have a character logged in, and you can go to the server and interact you can actually role play while the stuff because it's it's how it's supposed to play is that um what you hear on the station is supposed to be what's playing in game at least that's how you're supposed to role play it and so that's how you act so people will be at these social locations and going oh you know they'll type out oh i like this song and you know referencing to whatever song is actually playing right that second so So i can run my character up to his character and go free bird well you could and then you'll get like stoned off of the like people throw stuff at. So basically, what they're doing is a, is an underground rave thing. Like, hey, we're going to this location and doing a doing a party now, and so yep. people can like go to that location. That's cool. That's cool. Now, depending on how exactly the technology is, the the thing that um, Accuzod said is it might be possible you could just hop onto your Pandora and it just streams right through because Secret World has an in-game browser that accesses the internet. Now, it can't do everything on the internet, but you can type in whatever address and go to certain places. I watched YouTube. Yep. Whether certain things will work or not is another thing altogether, but like, you know, the majority of what's on Google, you can access. You know, what's on YouTube, you can access because there are things in the game that use those other sites. Oh, okay. But I'm going to point out but that, you know, if you close your browser, you're closing Pandora, so <laughs> and you can't do anything in the game while the browser's up because it's kind of like mm. your screen. So yeah, you can, it's much. like logging into a game to log into Pandora. I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there are bugs that will have to be worked out, but they'll get yeah. there. They'll get there. Yep. I guess so. The idea is, if I'm playing Secret World, I'm just kind of tired of playing the game. I can just pop open the browser and then go play like Candy Crush for a while. No, um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, what it is is in the game they give you these really far off clues, and it's like, what? What does this even mean? So you put in Google, like it'll say some guy. So you put in that guy, and you find out, oh, he was a painter. Oh, okay, that means go look at paintings for a while. Yes. Oh well, yeah, I was totally gonna figure that out. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I had trouble with the first couple until I sort of figured out what sort of puzzles they were like mm-hmm. headed towards. And then I was able to actually figure out a bunch of them after that because it's like, okay, I need to look for these keywords. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this, these sort of words stick out in the sentence. And then I was able yeah. to figure some of it out. But yeah, the game, the game kind of has a steep learning curve. And of mm-hmm. course, now that the game has been out for a while, you can just go on the internet. And find the answers. And find the answers. Most, most sites are actually really good about 
having like black text on a black background so you can read what the quest is and then you can click and drag over any of the things that you would like to see so you don't see the entire thing spoiled right away because most of the quests have six or seven steps and so yeah. it's really nice that they're they're not completely just spoiling the whole thing if you just want a hint for one part of the quest. Yeah, yeah. They'll, there are sites that'll just give you a hint to lead yeah. you in the right direction, um, you know, or just give you the flat out answer. And sometimes you you just need that little push. You don't need the whole thing given to you. So it's really great. I would uh, swear that I did a uh, investigation with you, Aludra. You did. And you ended <laughs> up having to use the Morse code up. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the, the I never audio want them to one? use another Morse code puzzle. Yeah, ever. the audio one. No, the audio, the audio one, one I was okay with. The visual one I couldn't like. I was like, no, I cannot write and look at the same time. Like that is not working out for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I could li- I could listen and you know just do a dot or dash depending on what which one. And so I was able to get that. It took a long time, but I was able to to get that one. No, there was an app for that on the Android store for free. Yeah. I'm going to pay a dollar to do a quest. I'd rather YouTube it first. There's a way for games to make money. Uh, give me a dollar. No, no, really. Give me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are you kidding me with their clothing stores and stuff? They don't need to pay for answers and stuff. I got a tiara. I've got a title of The Awesome in Secret World. I am Aludra The Awesome. They probably made that just for you. I would hope so, but I doubt it. <laughs> so are there it looks like on the show notes there are new expanded daily missions if you guys want to go into that a little bit go ahead Arani. Um, you know you know this gr- one better than me well <laughs> well go ahead and cover what happened what was introduced in last train to cairo because the additional stuff there's more things that happen with the the upcoming content all i know about last train to cairo is uh, if you fall off a train you'll die you definitely take fall damage there. I, I could well, have probably told you, you that. The, I you imagine the, that's momentum damage, <laughs> not so much fall damage, but the, the fact that you plus. hit a rock. <laughs> also, apparently trains in uh, on the way to Cairo were about 30 miles long because that mission, huh. it, it, ta- it, take, it takes a really, really long time. You jump from car to car, and I swear it's at least 100, 150 cars long. Easy. Huh. <laughs> wow. But it's it's really beautiful visuals because I mean it's it's like you're on a train running across well, the top Indiana Jones style and everything's moving past you. If if it's the last train to Cairo, they're just pull, everybody's going cuz it's the last time. It's not a monkey's chance. song. Oh, no, wait, no, that's sorry. Does anybody have the monkey steam in their head right now? Because I can't get bored of it. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't just me. That was a Beatles song, wasn't it? No, Last Train to Clarksville was definitely, I have, a, I have an older sister who really oh, okay. liked the monkeys. You can trust me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the gist of Last Train to Cairo was there was a little bit of time travel, but it was very Indiana Jones heavy. And you could actually get his fedora, his jacket, shirt, pants, Boots and his whip was the auxiliary weapon. Oh, nice! And the whip auxiliary weapon is awesome, and I use it just for show. I mean, oh yeah, well, I mean, it looks cool. Are... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's nice to like. It's one of its abilities is a speed boost to your party. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, like, I'm like get, going, get going, get <laughs> going. 
Yeah, it's like boom. Well, the, the ability's called get the the ability's called giddy up, and it pretty much is everyone get mo- moving. That's that's really funny. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed last game of Train to Cairo. It was one of the best issues they've released, and I can't wait for this spy mission one. I am so psyched for it. <clears throat> but yeah, um, the daily missions. Um, they were first introduced in Last Train to Cairo, and they're kind of set up so that you can do them alongside the main Last Train to Cairo story. At least if you're trying to optimize your time to do everything all, all in one pass, you can just have it so that all these side missions you could do each day um, lined up with it. And they, were, and they, were, they count as side missions within your, your roster. Um, what's happening in the upcoming update um, issue 8 is they're going to be expanding it so there's even more missions you can do so now there'll be daily missions you can do out in Egypt in addition you can do some out in Transylvania and they'll all be related to what's going on so for example one of them is <clears throat> while you're doing the investi- while you're um, investigating the stuff going on in a what's it Black Forest you can find out you know you can get some more stuff going on with the Orochi Corps uh, the vampires and werewolves there and, and stuff like that. All this earning marks to unlock the different um, <clears throat> costume unlocks that will be themed towards what was what the issue. Um, they haven't, at least that I've seen, they haven't released any pictures of what the outfit's going to be. But all we know is it's going to, it's most likely going to be some kind of James Bond thing. I'm assuming it's probably going to be a, a tuxedo setup for oh, the males. Yes. I have no idea what they're going to do for females. It'd be cool if they had like a cool tux too, but I don't know. It's going to be a hot dress. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a hot dress. It's going to be a money thing. Uh, I hope it's some. I well, I hope it's something more because if if we're if we're using Last Train to Cairo as a as, as a model, it was they just took the Indiana Jones outfit and there was a because of how the coding works, there was the here's the male hat, here's the female hat. There was no difference between them aside from if your character's male, you could only buy the male one went on your head and, and fit on the model. If your character was female, went on that one. So there was, there was no difference, just that they applied onto the character appropriately depending on the gender. So I'm assuming it might be, you know, they could do a one-slot thing where it's you just, you know, you take all your daily currency and cash in for an outfit slot thing. Of It's a full tuxedo instead of pieces of it. And then the women have, like, the some spy dress, like Money Penny or whatever, or they could divide it up into little bits. <clears throat> That's cool. Now I have a question. You keep talking about issues. Do you have to have? Can you only play the most current issue of the game, or can you like be back in issue six? And... Yes, you can. You can play the back issues. Okay. Good, because, you know, that's something that I don't think I was ever clarified on. <laughs> um, so, are, are, now, are the issues available for free, or are they... No. Okay. No, uh, if, especially if you're, like, a, if you're a free player. I can't remember how many points they cost. Do you know, Ronnie? Um, I don't recall off the, top of my, off the top of my head, but I think it's, by default, they all, they've all been 1,200 so far. But I believe if because this game is buy to play, just like Guild Wars Two and Defiance, um, you pay thirty bucks to get in. Though if you check any of your favorite digital distributor sites, Green Man Gaming, Steam, whatever, there's sales going on all the time. Like yesterday, there was a twenty four hour sale for 
Secret World for just fifteen bucks. But you know, keep your eye out for a sale. And but by default, it's a thirty dollar buy in. Um, what that will come with is everything up to issue, I believe it's four. Oh, okay. Uh, so all all the quests and all the content there. Um, the auxiliary weapons you'll have access to is the rocket launcher, the um, quantum brace, and the. Oh, what was the? Oh man, the melee one. One <laughs> second, I'll have it. Chainsaw. It chainsaw. Yes, chainsaw. So those three auxiliary weapons will be available, you know, just for buying the game. And as long as you're hot, you've got, gained enough experience to have access to start and complete those missions. And okay, which um, issue? Which issue was the zombie one? The zombie island place? Um, that was issue five. five. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and also keep and in mind, folks, is, like just because all these aren't free, the issues one through four is a lot of content. Like it is I didn't make it through the content. Oh, so it's, it's a ton. so do not worry that if you just want to, you know, pay the once and you want to see what the game has to offer, you will not run out of stuff to do in a short period of time. No, you will not. <laughs> well, the other the other difference between the previous issues was all the missions they added were scaled to the zone you were doing in. As of issue five, all the new stories are there the stats of all the monsters you have to deal with are assuming that you are at the maximum not like the maximum you've you've cleared everything in the game but you're at you can equip the the top you're able to equip the top tier um, equipment in the game so um, pretty much um, issues five through seven that's coming out you can hold off on buying those until you actually reach the end of the game and complete the primary story then you can start um, unlocking and buying the issues five, six, and and eventually seven um, when you're ready for them. Okay, that's so that's fair. It's a, so the, it's not going to really restrict you too much unless you are just starting to play and your friend is fifty and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to do issue seven. It's like you're not going to be able to do that, but most people aren't going to do that anyway because you're going to have such a huge level disparity. Exactly. So pretty much, it's for your initial buy-in. You have literally buckets of content yes. to do. I mean, you can still do all of the end game. So both raids, all the nightmare modes to the dungeons, all the elite modes to the upper end dungeons. Uh, you know, you can uh, you can use all the normal weapons in the game, which are the backbone of the whole thing. And then you have access to one range, one melee, and one magic auxiliary weapon, which pretty much cover three roles, which is damage, healing, and tanking. So you've got everything there and there's tons of content, but if you want to add to it issues five, six, and eventually seven, add more to your fun. Okay. Sounds good. Don't forget about issue. No, what we're going to get in issue nine. Oh, issue nine. This is the long awaited Tokyo. Now we have very, even less information about this, <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, well, Nine's supposed to be Tokyo, but eight. Well, we know that Tokyo is going to happen. We know it's going to be um, where the Orochi Corps headquarters is. At least that's going to be one of the major areas. So we get to, you know, be at the heart of the most bumbling organization in the world. Oh, but they're endearing. Come on now. They're they, the, they're they the X-Files are. run by, you know, the people who aren't Aww. really with it. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, it's like you're only interacting with the foot soldiers of the of the people. So if you're looking at it from a literal corporate point perspective, you're only dealing with like the regular Joe who says, yes, I'm, you know, like, for, like, well, we'll give an example of like 
um, we'll say LexCore, I guess, for you comic book fans. Like, you know, you can go strolling down the store like, yeah, I work for LexCore. Oh, yeah, what do you do? I answer the phone. <laughs> so you don't know much, you no. Know? That's about what kind of people you're dealing I with. I know the switchboard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I do what they tell me to upper, do. <laughs> yeah, there are some upper tier people you interact with, but they behave appropriate for people of that so they keep quiet it's like this is need to know or we're not going to tell you this because it's classified and buzz off <laughs> <laughs> but um so issue eight which is going to be following the, the upcoming spy one is pretty much the big ramp up event it's going to be um it's supposed to coincide with the one year anniversary of the release of the secret world and it's going to introduce uh, – well, Joel, what Joel sprung on everybody was that it's going to introduce a new – well, two major system mechanics coming up that he hasn't gone too much into detail. And it's like speculation bounds. Well, one thing he's given a, In a bit of info. It's fantastic. But um, the first one that we have very little information is the uh, – uh, and so far is you're going to be able to take oh, wow. all that. Oh, oh, wow. He wasn't allowed to tell us any Man, of that, folks. I think Pyramidian is starting to infect your broadcast there. Uh, can you go? It's I, I think it was called the Augment System, but that's only because I have the show notes in front of me. Can you go in and uh -huh. talk about that again? Because that completely broke up. It was really appropriate. That was yeah. uh, oh, sorry. Scary. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I, from my end, I just said the Augment System. And you guys going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? what? <laughs> Okay, but anyways, so the augment system, what this is going to do, as far as what Joel's told us, is that all the surplus ability points and skill points are going to be invested into, is something else happening? You made it out! Okay, all the... You're like, what this is going to do... Are you serious? No, you gotta be kidding me. Well, let, me, let, me let me try, let okay. me try. But it's supposed to, it's going to be something to add... <laughs> okay. I was gonna say the augment system. It's just something for us to put our skill points and ability points in, so that we don't have forty of forty and one seventy-five of one seventy-five when we're maxed out anymore. It's another way to expand on the wheel. Oh, okay. So you're not necessarily okay. getting ability for ability. You can take an ability and like do something different with that specific ability you've already purchased. What we're assuming is we're, we might actually be able to modify certain abilities to customize even further. Okay. That's yeah, and, beyond that, yeah. Joel hasn't said anything. So, again, speculation abounds. Yeah. I, I, I can just imagine how amusing the board the board meetings must be in that company. It's like, okay, here's the press release we're going to do. And then Joel says, okay, give me the piece of paper. Okay, we're going to cross that out. We're going to cross that out. So it's like, we're only going to give them about a third of the information that they actually want to know about this upcoming expansion. So I find that really, well, really like, amusing. Joel for Joel, for us, is like... If you compared him to Blizzard, it's like having Ghost Crawler and um, Mike Morheim and who's the last one? The thrall voice guy. I'm bad with names. Uh, Liam uh, O'Brien? No, no, he's dead. No, thrall. he's. Uh, I don't remember who Thrall Corey is. Corey Stockton. I don't know the the guy oh. who does like Thrall's voice. Oh, 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 Chris Metzen. Yeah, oh, Chris, Chris Metzen. Yes. It's like taking all three of those guys, wrap them into one, and that's Joel Bylos, the guy in charge of. <laughs> Easter games. So he gets on there like just like Ghost Carl's like, this is what we're doing, guys, rock and roll. <laughs> and we're all going, Wah! you know, that's about what it's like. <laughs> 
And he's doing this with three different games. Oh, juggling act. Yeah, that's got to be crazy. I don't envy him, but I do at the same time because he can actually manage the workload. <laughs> the uh, other thing that they he mentioned was scenarios. I don't completely understand what they are. That, um, Arani, do you you know it a little bit better than me? Probably. You're the um, again. We've only got one. a little. Yeah, we've only got a little information about it. But again, it's not much. So there's more. There's a lot of speculation. But the examples Joel cited, because all this information came from the most recent state of the game um, address, where he he pretty much said in one short paragraph like. Issue seven's coming pretty quick. There's nothing new to say. If you don't know what's on there, here's a link to the previous month. But this month, we're talking about issue eight, and it's like everyone's going, what? <laughs> so scenarios are supposed to be in all the different zones. There's going to be these um, dynamic events that happen. <clears throat> the example he gives is the church out in, Sol in Kingsmouth in Solomon Island, the very first zone of the game. Um, at the church there, when, when the nighttime cycle starts, because many people who've played the game, they've seen that there's a active day and night cycle that goes. Yes. I think it's like a five to one ratio. So it's five times faster than our real world. But anyways, when the night cycle starts to kick in, a event starts at the church there where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of survivors holed up in the, in the church. Um, hey, you guy, the hero with the bees, can you help protect these people from the zombie onslaught through the night? And if we can survive until the break of day, then we'll be okay. Well, while this is happening, you know, while, when the thing starts, all these random events can happen. And it's like, there's supposed to be like huge algorithms so it can change drastically. Where wow. you'll have... have if you, you can have similar events, like an example he gives is like a drop of useful supplies um, drops, but it's not close to the church. You have to decide if you're going to go out there. Well, sometimes when you go out there, it's totally awesome stuff and you lay waste to all the zombies. Or you go out there and it's totally useless. Oh. And when you get back, you find out everyone died because you weren't there. <laughs> um, other nice. examples is like randomly one of the people who you're defending got bit and now they're infected and now they turn. Oh, no. Do you off the do you off the little kid's mom in front of her, I, or do I'm you? Like, <laughs> again, they haven't given details, but it's like you know someone turns and you have to deal with things there. But it's like it's supposed to be like you know a, as the example, um, different things can happen and it changes dynamically and radically throughout the different things, so that you have a nice unique system. Like I'm sure eventually people can go. All right, here's all the possible things you can possibly do. But even with each event there's a was it good is it bad or probably a mediocre and you don't know till you go interact with whatever the event is mm -hmm. so and it just chains like that so i i'd probably my my speculation is liking it to um left for dead or left for dead 2 where it's like it's dynamic like yes you have this core layout of the level but what actually happens at each turn Varies. Oh, okay. That varies based on, so that they can keep it, you can do the same scenario repeatedly and you might get a different outcome just simply because of the factors that have happened within the scenario. Yep. Okay. Yep. This, this is what we've been told and this is what we can speculate on. But um, all of this is supposed to lead up to a massive filth invasion where it's just surging into a Garth of the big world tree that we use as our, as our mass transit system. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, I don't know if it's supposed to be surging from the Tokyo portal or it's surging to the Tokyo portal. I'm not sure. Oh, like which it could or... be a gathering of the darkness. 
to yeah okay that's that's interesting. But we're supposed to be fighting the filth all over the place in this big thing but it's supposed to be a dynamic event where it's um similar to the isle of quelled nos back in world of warcraft where it was you know as your server unlocked everything more things were available so um the tokyo stuff doesn't actually get so i'm assuming issue nine which is tokyo is going to be complete and ready to go at the same time issue eight is complete and ready to go but the release of nine won't happen until the community like an a like a augmented reality um role-playing game that secret world just keeps doing all the time so similar to one of those once the whole community gets to a certain point then we unlock access oh, okay. to issue nine Gotcha. That's that's an interesting way to do things to kind of mm -hmm. and Secret World definitely does like the sort of blending the in game and out of game. I did not opt for that option, but I've heard it is very interesting. Oh, it's it's neat stuff. Okay, Rada, we're uh, just about out of time. So before we leave, why don't you tell people how they can join you guys and what you guys do in the game? Um, uh, common way, just like Aludra mentioned at the top of the show. Um, you apply using Umami, just an application. You click on the Secret World section, punch in, you know, which faction. This helps us know, you know, you know who we got to keep an eye out for on where we got to, um, which character we got to log into so we can get the invite out there. Because all the officers have a character in all three factions. Just the, the nature of how this game works allows that. Um, <clears throat> there is a... What um, after you get invited, there's a little welcome script we give that gives all the pertinent information that's particular to Secret Worlds. So you can click all that. Um, this is something that Syndrake and I worked quite a bit to make sure we got all this information compact and for everyone to get, so that you can have the the scripts we recommend and all and make sure you're aware of the policies. Um, if you want to get in, involved with any of the stuff we regularly do, um, there is a Layer Night group, which is one of one of the different types of endgame in this uh, with the Legion of Dynamic Discord. Um, there's a thread by the same name in the Secret World forum. Just read the information there um, and you'll be able to participate in, and show up and see all the cool stuff we're doing there. Um, one of the neat things we're going to do, and I'll try and get this shown on the screen, our, if you're for the live people watching the video, our upcoming boss is this weird junkyard golem, who is the his name is spelled um, Ferris Dueler. <laughs> oh man! Yes, that's, yes. That's Ferris Dueler is our next layer knight boss, <laughs> and he's this junkyard golem. So stay tuned. Ooh, wow. Level requirement? <laughs> um, there is a level. There's sort of the info. Sort of the inf the particulars <laughs> of this are found in that thread. Like the, all the, right, the all right. sort of long answer. Go to the thread. The details are there. Yeah, go to the forums, yeah. folks. Forums. <laughs> the go forums. To the forums. Yes. <laughs> there's a, there's there's yeses and nos, and it applies different ways. Okay. Um, the other thing that also happens on a regular basis is the <clears throat> is the uh, nightmare mode runs of the pretty much the it's like the the heroic runs of all the different dungeons. Uh, the group is called the I Have a Dream of Nightmares. Uh, this is run by Squeezel, one of our other officers. And usually it's Sunday and Monday nights we all get together or any other time that we all talk and say, hey, we want to go and do this. Uh, currently, they're a, we're, the group has almost got the 
teens done. This is the slang that describes um, Polaris, Darkness War, and Hell Raised doing all six bosses in all three of those dungeons. Oh, they, okay. They're called the Eighteens because they're 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 viewed by the community as the easiest dungeons to just farm up the bullion, which is the end game gear tokens. Um, there. Um, when you get better at that, you start working into the 24s where you add Hell Eternal onto that list. Okay, great. So that's our show for this evening. We want to thank both Radozato and Grimbabe for joining us. And a big shout out to the gang and the live chat room, which has worked two weeks in a row. Yay! For Yay. joining in on the fun. Next week, we'll be chatting with the gang from a galaxy far, far away. That's so Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned as we've got a full ride of great AIE member segments coming up, including Aludra's Pets, Overly Dramatic News, Ask Miss Mulgra, Mega Minute, Hailing Frequencies, and Hunter Talk. But first, if you need to reach us, you can email us at our email address, of course, podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is under at AIE Podcast. Gomez is at Show Not Found. I am at Accuzad. And Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. If you want to follow our guests, Ratozato is at Ratozato. And uh, Grimbane is at Sundry Photos. We record live with video every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. Words are hard. You can join the chat room and play along with us, or you can watch one of our past shows on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme at the top of the show was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. You can follow him at Keys with Soul. Congratulations on being a member of AIE, one of the largest and most fantastic gaming communities on the planet. Now, because AIE is so large, there is a very good chance that one of your fellow members may be living right next door. What if I told you there was a place where all of the information pertinent to you could be accessed in one easy-to-navigate website? A one-stop shop to organize meetups for BlizzCon, DragonCon, Nerdtacular, or even a small get-together at the local pub. Go to www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-community and register, put in your location, and you'll have access to all of the latest events that AIE has to offer. That's www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-communities. AIE, where all the nice people on the internet are. Luja the Mage here helping you get more pets. Because, let's face it, we still don't have enough. Serpent Shrine Caverns. Man, I didn't like this place when it was current content. Now I find myself trudging back to Zangermarsh just to get pets. Don't worry though, you don't have to defeat everyone in the raid. In fact, you just need to down the three bosses for pets and you can be out of there. The first boss is Hydras the Unstable. Literally, the first boss in the zone. He can drop the Tainted Waveling, and he is nothing if not a cakewalk. Our second boss, Morgrim Tidewalker, offers something more of a challenge. He's not quite as easy to solo, depending on your class, but he can drop the Tide Skipper Ped. And last, but certainly not least, is Lady Vash. Yeah, that's right, the end boss herself. I hear of other guildies managing to solo her, but I hear of many more dying in the attempt. Me? 
I bring a friend when I'm trying for my coal fang stalker. Yeah, you gotta split loot, but I mean, this fight can really take forever. And believe it or not, that's it! If you manage to get all these pets, you will be rewarded with Tito, another friendly face from the Karazan Opera event. Look out for random tornadoes, they seem rather attracted to him. If you like this segment, or you want to tell me how awesome I am, you can visit the website at aludraspets.com. Spy scandal shakes storm wind. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The Alliance Capital is abuzz with the story. Every piece of mail, every auction house transaction, every whisper uttered by human, dwarf, gnome, etc. is being swept up by the secretive SI7 organization and stored in a massive database. Many citizens are furious at the revelation that their most private data is being vacuumed up. I'd expect this of Hellscream, but from the king, said an old town merchant. King Varian was unapologetic when confronted by reporters, saying that the program protected the alliance from horde attacks. Unconvinced, one worgen visitor to Stormwind grumbled, What good is that if these protective measures make us more and more like the Horde every day? In an effort to placate the criticism, the government yesterday announced the appointment of a neutral Pandaren, Hu Chin Lu, to monitor the program for abuses. In this morning's Stormwind Post editorial titled, Who Watches the Watchers?, the paper was skeptical that any one person could avoid becoming too cozy with the spymasters. Quickly responding, the government announced that Worgen noble lady Elizabeth Colton Watt would take over the position in six months' time. The evening edition of the Post approved the move with the headline, Spy Program Guard Duty. Who's on first? Watt's on second. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Thrumka, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, do I have to be able to touch my toes to take part in flexible raiding? All raiders are expected to be in top shape so that they may play their role properly on their raid team. That said, I'm sure we can think of a few raiders who have spent a little too much time in the pub telling reading stories instead of honing their skills. Still, there seems to be much confusion about exactly how flexible raiders will benefit their raid party. Let me assure you, it has nothing to do with your toes. Flexible raid members will be given magic-y elastic armor, allowing them, for example, to stretch out an arm to grab an opponent who is running away. Tanks will make the best use of this flexible raiding to hold aggro, but DPS might also find it useful for when you want to hold an exclusive all-melee raid. I am Miss Mulgra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter, or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com.
Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Megacode, a mini cast of all things Holy Paladin. This week I give a brief synopsis on the Primordius Encounter, also known as Loot Boss, from the Throne of Thunder Raid. This is a single phase tank and spank fight in which two tanks and two to three healers are needed. As we all know, there are many ways to skin a cat, and I'll be going over the method my raid team handles this fight, in which we simply tank and spank this golem wannabe in the back of the room. I like to start off by beaconing one tank and focus healing the other using my single target heals. I keep eternal flames rolling on both while mitigating some of the damage to whomever is taking most by using Hand of Purity and Sacrifice. Holy Prism is nice to pop off cooldown to assist with raid heals. During the times when the raid is taking heavy damage, I'll assist my fellow healers by using Holy Radiance and Light of Dawns. We stay spread out 5 yards to reduce damage from acidic spines and stay close enough to the boss to split damage from caustic gas. I save Divine Favor and Guardian cooldowns for times of heavy tank damage while using Holy Avenger and Avenging Wrath during times of heavy rate damage. Damage definitely amps up the closer you get to downing the boss, so make sure you have some rate and healing throughput cooldowns at your disposal and you'll get your kill. So like I mentioned earlier, not much to this loot boss fight and I hope this helps out. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Hi, I'm Captain Hunter from AIE and Star Trek Online, and hailing frequencies are open. <whistles> AIE fleet members, are you ready to get down and dirty to make a little money? Well, now you can in our very own fleet-owned dilithium mine. Along with our starbase and embassy, we now have an additional fleet outpost. The Ferengi operators have been kind enough to allow individual fleets to use a portion of the nearby Volga asteroid field for a fair price, I'm sure. We can use this for our own personal fleet use. Some of the benefits of owning our own mine include discounts on future fleet project dilithium input costs, daily dilithium mining missions, daily missions to refine even more dilithium ore that's beyond your daily cap, discounts on fleet project item input costs, so less shield generators and duty officers going forward, three tiers of advanced engineering consoles, fleet warp cores, mining duty officers, plus much more. And best of all, the fleet mine is available now, so get in the game and get dirty. A quick reminder to all current and future fleet members, there are nine days left until the 29th, after which we will be purging all fleet characters who do not have their umami applications in. Remember, you need an application for all of your characters in the fleet, not just your main. The clock is ticking, so get those umami applications in. See you around the spaceways. Remember, set phasers for pew, 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 pew. Ready, aim, what? This is Hunter Talk. I am Johnny Feisty, the hunting hunter, with tips to make your hunter hunterific. This week's topic is... What? Welcome to... Quiet, you. Joining me earlier than is acceptable for this segment to go smoothly is my Dragonhawk co-host, Flappy. Flappy, you can't interrupt me at the start of the segment. You wait for me to introduce you after I state the week's topic, and then you say hi and we go along explaining the topic in detail. Of course I have a topic. We're going to talk about... Do I know who who is? Jimmy Fallon from Saturday Night Live? Why? You forgot to give me what message? Why would I be angry? What do I care about Jimmy Fallon? Felicia Day and Chris Hardwick did what now? 
So you're saying Jimmy Fallon, Felicia Day, and Chris Hardwick made a video about the world of Warcraft, and Blizzard got a bunch of podcasters and video people and personalities or whatever together, and... Wait, what was the message you forgot to give me? Old man Doddles is coming for a visit. Why are you here? I'm going out of town. Oh, fantastic. We're out of time. Thanks for listening to Hunter Talk. Big ups to Flappy. At Johnny Feisty on Twitter. J-O-H-N-N-Y-F-E-I-S-T-Y Because he likes you. Have you enjoyed the AIE experience? If you'd like, you can help support the gaming community by sending a $5 or more donation via PayPal. All proceeds will be going towards community operations, events like BlizzCon, the community's website, and much more. You can find our PayPal link by going to our website at www.aie-guild.org. Thank you for your support, and thank you for being a member of Alea Ayakta Est. So until next time, this is Gomez. This is Aludra. And this is Accuzad. And this has been the AIE Podcast. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!